Shalom and welcome to Daily Bread for Busy Moms, a daily Bible reading podcast that goes through the whole Bible in a year. We follow along with the weekly Torah portions and read daily from the Torah, the prophets, the writings, and the apostles. If you want to learn more about the podcast or connect with us online, find us at dailybreadmoms.com. There you'll find information about the journal. Um, that's the Bible reading plan that we use, um, which Bible translation we use, and how to contact us. You'll also see information about how you can support the podcast by becoming a patron and how we can connect with you more. We've got some new things for our sweet patrons and are excited to let you hear from us in more ways beyond the daily Bible readings. So find us at dailybreadmoms.com. We look forward to connecting with you. Let's get to our podcast episode for today. This is Karen, and I am your reader today. Today is Thursday, November 16th. It's also the third of Kislev on the Hebrew calendar. In our parasha this week, we are in the parasha Toldot, which means generations. And today we're reading from Genesis or Bereshit, chapter 26, verse 30, through chapter 27, verse 27. Before we begin, let's take this time and bless God and thank Him for His word. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who gives the Torah of truth and the good news of salvation to His people Israel and to all peoples through His Son, Yeshua the Messiah, our Master. Then he made a feast for them, and they ate and drank. Then they got up early in the morning and made a pledge each to his brother. Then Itzach sent them away, and they departed from him in Shalom. Now it happened that on that day Itzach's servants came and told him about the well they had dug, and said to him, We've found water. So he called it Pledge. That is why the city is named Beersheba to this day. When Esau was forty years old, he took as wife Judith, the daughter of Beeri the Hittite, and Basamath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. But they caused bitterness of spirit for Itzach and Rivka. Now it was, when Itzach grew old, his eyes were too dim to see. And he called Esav, his elder son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he said to him. Look, I am old, he said. I don't know the day of my death. So now please take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt me some game. Then prepare me a delicious meal that I love, and bring it to me that I may eat so that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rivka was listening when Itzak was speaking to Esav, his son. So while Esav went to the field to hunt game to bring in, Rivka said to Yaakov, her son, Look, I heard your father speaking to your brother Esav, saying, 
bring me some game, and prepare me a delicious meal, that I may bless you in Adonai's presence before my death. So now, my son, listen to my voice, that what I am commanding you, go now to the flock and bring me two good young goats from there, so that I may prepare them as a delicious meal for your father that he'll love. Then you'll bring it to your father to eat, so that he may bless you before his death. But Yaakov said to Rivka, his mother, Look, my brother Esav is a hairy man, but I am a smooth man. Perhaps my father will touch me, and he'll take me for a mocker, and I'll bring upon myself a curse and not a blessing. Then his mother said to him, Let your curse fall on me, my son. Just listen to me and go get them for me. So he went and got them, and brought them to his mother, and his mother prepared a delicious meal that his father would love. Rivka also took her elder son Esau's favorite clothes that were with her in the house, and she put them on her younger son Yaakov, along with the skins of the young goats on his hands and on the hairless part of his neck. She put the delicious meal and the bread that she had prepared in the hand of Yaakov, her son. Then he came to his father and said, My father. And he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Then Yaakov said to his father, I'm your firstborn, Esav. I've done just what you said to me. Sit up, please. Eat some of my wild game, so that your soul may bless me. Then Isaac said to his son, How in the world were you able to find it so quickly, my son? He said, Because Adonai your God made it happen for me. Then Isaac said to Yaakov, Please come closer so I can feel you, my son, whether or not you really are my son, Isav. So Yaakov came closer to his father, Isaac, and he felt him. Then he said, the voice is Yaakov's voice, but the hands are Esau's hands. He did not recognize him because his hands were like the hairy hands of his brother Esau. So he blessed him, but he said, Are you really my son Esau? So he said, I am. Then he said, Bring it to me and I'll eat some of my son's wild game so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it to him and he ate. And he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father, Itzach, said to him, Please come closer and kiss me, my son. So he came closer and kissed him. When he smelled the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Behold, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that Adonai has blessed. That was Bereshit, or Genesis chapter 26, verse 30 through 27, 27. And now our reading in the Nevi'im is in Judges, or Shoftim, chapters 14 and 15. Then Shimshon went down to Timnah, and eyed in Timnah a woman, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So he came back and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah, one of the daughters of the Philistines. So now get her for me as a wife. Then his father and his mother said to him, 
Is there no woman among the daughters of your kinsmen, or among all our people, that you are going to take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? But Shimshon said to his father, Get her for me, for she is the right one in my eyes. But his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord, for he was seeking a pretext against the Philistines. For at that time the Philistines were ruling over Israel. While his father and mother went down to Timnah, Shimshon went to the vineyard of Timnah, and behold, a young lion came roaring at him. Then the Ruach of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he tore him apart as one would have split a young goat. Yet he had nothing in his hand, but he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. So he went down and talked with the woman, and she looked right in Shimshon's eyes. After a while he returned to get her, but turned aside to look at the carcass of the lion. And behold, there was a swarm of bees, and honey in the carcass of the lion. So he scraped it into his hands, and went on eating as he went. Now when he came to his father and mother, he gave some of them... He gave some to them, and they ate it, though he did not tell them that he had scraped the honey from the carcass of the lion. Then his father went down to the woman, and Shimshon made a banquet there, for so the young men used to do. Now it came to pass, when they saw him, they brought thirty companions to be with him. Then Shimshon said to them, Let me now propose a riddle to you. If you can indeed solve it for me during the seven days of the banquet and figure it out, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. But if you cannot solve it for me, then you must give me thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothes. Propose your riddle, they said to him. Let's hear it. So he said to them, Out of the eater came forth food. Out of the strong came forth sweet. But for three days they could not solve the riddle. Now on the seventh day they said to Shimshon's wife, Coax your husband so that he will explain the riddle to us, or else we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us to impoverish us? So Shimshon's wife wept before him and said, You only hate me, you don't love me. You proposed a riddle to the sons of my people, yet you have not explained it to me. Look, he said, I haven't explained it to my father or my mother. So should I explain it to you? But she wept before him the seven days while their banquet lasted. So it was on the seventh day he told her, because she nagged him. Then she told the riddle to the sons of her people. So the men of the city said to him on the seventh day, before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey, and what is stronger than a lion? But he responded to them, If you hadn't plowed with my heifer, you wouldn't have solved my riddle. Then the Ruach of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he went down to Ashkelon, and killed thirty of their men, took their spoil, and gave the changes of clothes to those who solved the riddle. Since his rage was burning, he went up to his father's house. But Shimshon's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man.
But after a while, during the time of the wheat harvest, Shimshon visited his wife with a young goat. I am going to my wife in her room, he said. But her father would not let him enter. I thought for sure you had utterly hated her, her father said. So I gave her to your best man. Her younger sister, isn't she better than her? Please let her be yours instead. Then Shimshon said to him, This time I am blameless from the Philistines when I do harm to them. So Shimshon went and caught three hundred foxes and took torches, turned the foxes tail to tail, and put one torch between every two tails. Then he set fire to the torches and released them into the standing grain of the Philistines. Thus he burned up both the stacks and the standing grain, along with vineyards and olive trees. Then the Philistines asked, Who did this? They were told, Shimshon, son-in-law of the Timonite, because he took his wife and gave her to his best man. So the Philistines came up and burnt her and her father with fire. Then Shimshon said to them, Since you have acted like this, surely I will take revenge on you. After that, I will quit. So he struck them leg upon thigh with a great slaughter. Then he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of Etam. Then the Philistines went up and camped in Yehuda and spread out in Lehi. The men of Yehuda asked, Why have you marched against us? They replied, We have come to arrest Shimshon, to do to him as he did to us. Then three thousand men of Yehuda went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam and said to Shimshon, Don't you realize that the Philistines are ruling over us? So what is this that you have done to us? He said to them, As they did to me, so I have done to them. We have come down to bind you, they said to him, so that we may hand you over to the Philistines. So Shimshon said to them, Swear to me that you yourselves won't kill me. No, we won't kill you, they said to him, but we will bind you fast and hand you over to them. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he arrived at Lehi, the Philistines shouted upon meeting him. But the Ruach of the Lord came mightily upon him, so that the ropes that were on his arms became like flax burned with fire, and his bonds melted off his wrists. Then he found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out and took it, and killed a thousand men with it. Then Shimshon said, With the jawbone of a donkey, a heap, two heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey. I struck down a thousand men. As soon as he had finished speaking, he threw the jawbone from his hand. Then he named the place Ramat Lehi. Then he became very thirsty, so he called to the Lord and said, You have granted this great deliverance by the hand of your servant. So now will I die of thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised? But the Lord split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and the water came out of it. When he drank, he regained his strength and revived. Therefore he called it En Hakol, which is in Lehi to this day. Then he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines for twenty years. That was Judges chapters 14 and 15. 
And now for our reading in the writings, we will be reading Psalms or Tehillim, chapter 36. For the music director of David, the servant of the Lord, an oracle of transgression within my heart to the wicked one. There is no fear of the Lord before his eyes, for he flatters himself in his own eyes, too much to notice his iniquity or hate it. His mouth's words are iniquity and deceit. He has ceased to be wise and do good. Even on his bed, he plans sin. He puts himself on a path that is no good, never refusing evil. Your love, O Lord, is in the heavens, your faithfulness up to the skies. Your righteousness is like the mountains of the Lord. Your judgments are like the great deep. You preserve man and beast, O Lord. How precious is your love, O Lord. The children of men find refuge in the shadow of your wings. They drink their fill from the abundance of your house. You give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Continue your loving kindness to those who know you, and your justice to the upright in heart. May the foot of pride never tread on me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie fallen, thrown down, not able to rise. That was Tehillim, or Psalms, chapter 36. And now to our portion in the Apostolic Writings, or the Brit Chadashah. We are reading in Matitziahu, chapter 26, verses 57 to 75. Now those who had seized Yeshua led him away to Caiaphas, the Kohen Gadol, where the Torah scholars and elders had gathered. Kepha was following him from a distance, as far as the courtyard of the Kohen Gadol. And after going inside, he was sitting with the guards to see the outcome. Now the ruling Kohanim and all the Sanhedrin kept trying to get false testimony against Yeshua so they could put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last two came forward and said, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of the Lord and rebuild it in three days. The Kohen Gadol stood up and said to Yeshua, Have you no answer? What's this they are testifying against you? But Yeshua kept silent. The Kohen Gadol said to him, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are Mashiach bin Elohim. As you have said, replied Yeshua. Besides that, I tell you, soon after you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of power and coming on the cloud of heaven. Then the Kohen Gadol tore his clothes and said, Blasphemy! Why do we need any more witnesses? Look, you have heard the blasphemy. What is your verdict? Guilty, they answered. He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and pounded him with their fists. Others slapped him and demanded, Prophesy to us, you Messiah, which one hit you? Meanwhile, Kepha was sitting in the courtyard. A servant girl came over to him and said, 
You also were with Yeshua of the Galilee. But he denied it before everyone, saying, I don't know what you are talking about. When he went onto the porch, another servant girl saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Yeshua Hanatsrati. Again he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. A little while later, some of the bystanders approached Kepha and said to him, Surely you're one of them too. Your accent gives you away. Then he began to curse and to swear an oath. I do not know the man. Right then a rooster crowed. Then Kepha remembered himself. Then Kepha reminded himself of the word Yeshua had said, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went away and wept bitterly. That was Matisyahu or Matthew, chapter 26, verses 57 through 75. If you are doing the extra reading of the apostolic writings this year, you will also read Romans chapter 12 today. That concludes another day's readings and another podcast for us. I want to thank everybody that has sent messages this week and emails. Um, it was very much a blessing to receive emails inquiring about my family. As some of you may hear, I live in the Golan Heights. My family is doing well. We are safe. We are in a section of the Golan Heights that hasn't been touched really but I appreciate everybody's prayers and continued prayers and thoughts during this time. Until next time, busy moms, may you have a blessed day. And this is Karen from the Golan Heights. Mm-hmm.